0: friends, Chris Sauter, lead pastor at Neighborhood Church. We work hard at creating content every week that is life-giving and inspiring for people to live a full life. So we're inviting people who find this stream to be life-giving and encouraging to consider becoming a sustaining member at Neighborhood Church. That could be a one-time gift or to subscribe monthly, and you can do that at neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Thank you, friends, and enjoy the message. Morning. Okay. You want me to stand here? Yeah, can you just stand right there? morning everyone for Angela <laughs> <laughs> Woo! that's my husband um cool I'm excited to be here and everybody's logged in or maybe some people are gonna log in cuz I'm a pretty big deal so you guys are probably still coming but usually I do announcements and I have to talk to like what Brie had to do I had to talk to a screen where nobody's logged in yet that's awkward um But I am going to be sharing with you guys about grief and connectedness today and this idea that, not this idea, this reality that like everything is connected and specifically uh, grief is what we're going to be focusing on and how we are connected to ourselves through loss and to others through loss and to the divine. And I need to slow down. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. And really, we see—I'm gonna hold this. We see grief everywhere, right? We see it like on the shows that we watch and in the movies. We see it in the books that we read. Um, and there's something that draws us to that. There's something that we love about watching a show where there's like loss in it, right? I feel like we find it in all areas of our life, and obviously in like in the real life everyday stuff. So we see it in um, around kitchen tables and pouches with our friends and family as people are experiencing uh, the loss of a loved one or a missed job opportunity or mental health and how that's robbed them of maybe what a relationship would have or could have looked like and it reminds me of so steve and i started re-watching for those of you that don't know steve that's a guy who just led worship he's also my husband so we started re-watching this show friday night lights and if you don't know, so there's a movie and a TV show. They're both about football. I'm talking about the TV show. It came out a really long time ago. And I'm going to be giving away some spoilers. So if you're like, "Angie, I was going to watch that tonight. Then go reheat your coffee or like take a walk around your living room. Uh, I'm not going to feel bad about the spoilers. So we start rewatching this. And I knew like going into it that there was a reason that I wanted to watch it again. That I really liked it. It was probably going to be really good. Um... And there's lots of lots of hard stuff that happens. So in the first episode, we are like getting to know the characters, right? Like you watch a new show and you're connecting to the characters and learning about who they are. Um, and at the very end of the episode, the star quarterback on this high school football team is tackled and he doesn't get up. And I am sitting on the couch bawling. I'm literally like tears streaming down my face, real like realizing like oh i remember what happens and it was in that moment that i i was like internally processing why i was feeling so um so strongly towards this like i've seen this show before i know this was gonna happen and and it's like i saw it coming and i'm still having these feelings right i'm still experiencing this grief alongside this player alongside his team and his family and his friends Who had these dreams of him being like making it big and playing football professionally. And in a second, this was gone. And so, even though I never experienced that, I can relate to loss. We can relate to loss as, as like individuals and together. And so, it, it connects us. It connects us like to each other and to ourselves more deeply and to the divine if we're willing to lean into it. And so as we lean into it, we we discover a more full version of ourselves. We discover a, a deeper layer of who God is. And um in Matthew 16, 25, it says this: whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. We find ourselves in the divine as we choose to lean into grief, as we choose to like feel the waves of grief wash over us, we are like more fully connected to God. We experience layers that didn't exist before and wouldn't have existed before because something that was is no longer and it makes this space for, for the new, right? And since we're, we're spending this year talking about evolving faith as a church, um, I thought that I would talk a little bit about what grief and connectedness has looked like in my journey through deconstructing, deconstructing my beliefs and my views and what always was tidy in boxes and what no longer is and is coming back around, right? Um, So if you go back a couple of years with me, uh, you would know an Angela that had everything pretty figured out. my, my beliefs were pretty black and white. There was a little bit room for some gray, but I I felt like I, like I had it figured out. I knew how to, to connect to God and to others. And I had my circles of friends and my family and everything just fit. Everything was aligned and it was good. Even, even in the hard, like everything just fit. And there was something in that time period that was starting to like rise up in me there were these questions and these doubts and these thoughts and um the way that I was viewing who God was and the lens that I was viewing the world was starting to shift and change and it was all at this point pretty internal like I wasn't processing this stuff with people out loud and I knew I wanted to lean into that but I wasn't I wasn't quite sure like what it looked like to take a step in that direction um and so the first thing that I chose to do, and I didn't know this was gonna like start any journey. I was just like, the first thing that I knew how to like quiet my mind was to step back from um, some some relationships in my life. And I knew that I had spent years of my life really connected to lots of people. I'm still very connected to a lot of people, but there was, there was this thing about the way that I'm wired that I can easily connect to others. And it's a lot more difficult for me to know what my needs and my desires and, um, my beliefs are apart from somebody else. And so as I was, as I was navigating those waters and figuring out what it looked like to lean into what the questions were, um, that I was going to choose to take a step back specifically from, uh, an incredible friend, uh, somebody that I love deeply to this day, somebody, um, That was one of the closest people to me and I, I chose to have a conversation and basically share my heart and say hey I feel like I need to take some space to figure out me apart from all of this and the only way that I knew how to do that was to to be able to step back so that the the thoughts could the thoughts of everybody around me could start to like quiet down and I could navigate where do I stand what do I believe who, like, who is God to me? And I didn't want that extra noise. And so even though I knew I was going, I was choosing to press into that grief. I was choosing to step away from something that meant so much to me. Um, it was worth it. And so I, I, I took that step. We kind of like had our space and I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't have a formula of like, this is when we're going to come back and this is how it's going to look and this is who I'm going to be and it's going to be great. No, I just I was taking this one step at a time. Um and and what I realized was the loss of this friendship at the capacity that it at once that it once was led me to my journey of deconstruction it led me to the mental space that I needed to actually figure out who am I who who am I by myself who am I connecting to others who is this divine wait like the boxes that I've created the boxes that other people have created for me do they still exist in the same way can that change is it okay if it changes and what I realized was as i as I leaned into that grief that there was this unraveling and it was really scary and lonely and hard at first and also alongside that there was this freedom and depth in um connection to who I was that there was like also this peace there was this aliveness that I had never experienced there was this God that I knew that I had never known at this depth before. So alongside this loneliness, I was choosing to lean in and there was this really good stuff. There was this losing my life to find it. Um. Yeah, and as it, the more that I leaned into it, the more that I realized everything around me was no longer aligning. All the, the people and the friends and the community and the spaces that at one point fit it just wasn't fitting anymore. And I could choose, like I could choose to go back to a space and um, kinda like stuff the stuff that had been bubbling up that I had been working through or I could choose to lean into this loss to know that I was gonna connect more fully to this God, to myself, to the humans around me. And so there there were lots of moments in this journey and I'm still on it. Um, but there were lots of moments that I felt uh, th- this unraveling. And one of one of the pivotal conversations I remember having was with a close friend of mine over um, coffee. And it was shortly after we had made the transition out of our church movement and became Neighborhood Church. And if you don't know that story, that's like for another day. Um, You can probably find it somewhere on here chris talks about it often enough but basically that that spiraled lots of people in our community because i am a part of this church um whether people were acquaintances or friends or maybe had once been in this space people had questions And I'm already deep in this grief, right? I'm processing through things that no longer fit in the boxes. And people are like, well, what do you feel about where you guys are headed? And why are you no longer a part of that? And are you on board with that? And there were some people that I was able to step away from and some conversations that I felt like it was appropriate to go to that space and um, be vulnerable and real and have those honest conversations. And so a conversation that I had that was pivotal in this um in this like, deconstruction for me and in the the loss to experience the fullness of life was with a friend in regards to whether or not I believed homosexuality to be a sin. And like I said, there was a time in my life where everything was in boxes and it was black and white and this is why it was and it didn't always make sense, but this is just what it was. And as I was navigating through what like what that meant, where I was at with it, I had come to this place of being on a totally different understanding a totally different side. And there I'm not saying like you need to be here or there. Everybody has their journey, but we were we were talking and sharing a space and I was I was sharing where I was at and I was being incredibly vulnerable about this is why I believe this and this is where I've come to with this thought and this is the lens that I'm viewing the Bible through and I just, I can't see how, um, if the gospel isn't good for everyone, how it can be good for anyone, right? That whole idea, like, if we, if we have this good God, then your identity doesn't matter. You get to be you and God gets to be God. And there's like, yeah, okay. So we had this conversation. We were on very different pages and it still felt fine. We were civil and good and it was wrapping up. And the moment that felt like, grief washed over me was when we went our separate ways and she said it'll be okay Ange and you'll figure it out and if you don't it's still going to be okay. And I don't know I'm sure her intentions were good but the impact that it had on me the the way that I felt leaving that conversation was crushed was I get to choose do I want to go back into that space and like try to make myself fit in a space that I no longer fit? Or do I want to keep moving towards what it looks like to know me better, to know God better, to love humans better? Um, Yeah, and I chose to continue to lean into the loss and it was hard and it is hard, right? Like everything around you no longer fits and everything along you is no longer working but you're also experiencing this this newness, this, this fullness of you. And it's a continuation, it's a journey. And so what I have learned, what I'm continuing to learn, what I think I'll learn for the rest of my life is that grief isn't somewhere, something that you get through and arrive. You don't go through the stages and arrive on the other side and then it's done it's a dance and it's it's a hard dance and it can be a lonely dance and it can feel um, exciting at times when you're seeing the growth and the changes, but you continue to go through. Like, I don't, I don't know about you guys, maybe you already knew this, but for a long time, I thought that you go through the stages of grief, that you go through them in the order because there's stages, right? And then you get on the other side and it's done. And what I've learned is that, you freaking go from being in denial to angry to feeling like you're accepting to back to denial and it's and you I feel like for so long I wondered why can't I just arrive why can't I just get to the other side um and once I learned that it was a dance it was freeing because I don't have to be somewhere that I'm not I can be angry if that's where I'm at I get to lean into that anger to more fully understand me and to more deeply connect with God. And the way um, that I've learned to do that is what I want to share with you guys. But you might be here and the whole deconstruction thing is like, I'm not there or I don't even know what you're talking about. That's cool. Maybe you understand what it's like to lean into your views and have things shift and change. And as you're changing your, your friends and your family, are either along with you or it just doesn't exist in the same way anymore. Maybe you relate to that. Maybe you've recently lost somebody and they're no longer here with us and you know the waves of grief well. I mean, it could be mental illness. It could be a missed job opportunity. I think all of us with the pandemic are walking through layers and layers of grief. Um, it, like regardless of where you are, we get to choose what it looks like to lean in. And as we do that, We are connecting to each other. It's like this dance that we're doing on our own and alongside each other. And it's that the way that we are connecting to others, the thing that we're drawn to is like, oh, you understand what it looks like to lose something that you loved? And the reason that it connects us is that we know what it feels like to experience love. And there wouldn't be grief without love. You don't know loss if you haven't experienced being loved deeply. And so those things connecting us and every like and God and like all the connections I could go on and on. Um, it, it's like a dance. It's this dance throughout our entire life. And so here's here's the the things that I want to invite you into if you are interested in what it looks like to maybe lean into grief in a different way or in a new way. And I got these tips. From my therapist, so I cannot take the credit for them, but if they work for you, <laughs> grab a hold of them. First thing, you get to acknowledge the stage of grief that you're in. Whether it's a constant state or you're feeling the waves come and go, like you get to acknowledge them and validate that it's there because it belongs and it matters. And you don't need to be anywhere you're not. You don't need to push away the anger and tell yourself you should already be over this. You get to be angry. And once you, or in denial, or bargaining what was and what is and what could be, whatever it is, you get to be there. And once you're able to acknowledge that and validate it, then you get to choose what what does it look like for me to lean into this? How much time do I want to designate? and spend in this space as i'm feeling this rise up in me. And it could be 5 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, but you're telling yourself i'm going when i feel this rising up, i'm going to spend x amount of time feeling this. And, and there's times right where you're at work or you're hanging out with a group of friends and it's not the appropriate time to actually start sifting through this stuff. So that's okay. You you still can acknowledge and validate it. And then you can tell yourself, hey, when the kids are down tonight or when I'm done with work today, I am going to be intentional about going back to this space where I felt this thing and leaning into it. And if leaning into it looks like um, going on a run or taking a drive, then you can do that. If it looks like talking to your partner or a trusted friend, you get to do that. And the only thing that I have found really helpful with like, if you're gonna talk to somebody they're not, they're not there to be your therapist or your coach or tell you encouraging words or give you advice. They're just literally there to listen. You don't need words. You're just giving yourself space to process through the feeling, to process through the stage. And when your time limit is up, then you get to set that aside. So you have the power and the control to lean into this and then tell yourself, okay, I leaned in. I'm gonna set this aside And I know that this dance is gonna continue. I know that this isn't the last time I'm gonna feel angry. I know this isn't the last time that I'm going to be in a place of denial. But you you are accepting that this is like this continual thing. And every time you have a choice to be like, I'm gonna lean into this. And the dance becomes a little bit easier, a little bit like less stumbling. And there will be seasons where it, Feels like it's the same thing over and over or the, the frequency of the waves of grief are just like too heavy. And there will be other seasons where it's like really sporadic. And that is the beauty of all of it. Because all of us are in these different spaces and somehow it intertwines. Somehow we are connecting to each other through, through this good and beautiful God. Woo. Okay. So I want to end by sharing this quote um, by a poet by the name of Kathy Parker. Um, So listen along with me. Grief is an alteration of who we once were to who we become now. It's an adjustment of ourselves, an adaptation to our souls. We don't work through our grief and return to who we once were. End quote it's impossible. We continue to become more fully ourselves. We continue to know the divine in us and through us as we lean in. And so, friends, thank you for sharing this space with me and giving me um, this space to be real and vulnerable and honest about where I'm at and who I am. And uh, I I love getting to do this alongside of all of you. And I look forward to the day that we are in the same spaces again. Have a great rest of your day.